Chapter 1. The Tunnel. The Warrior's Way. When I was 30 years old, I remember reading an email from my financial advisor telling me that I've already accomplished more than most people will ever do in a lifetime. At that point, I had multiple companies. My main business was real estate, and I had a multi-million dollar real estate portfolio. It didn't come easy. I had to work my ass off since I was 21, learning, investing, and growing my business. But what took me nine years to create, I lost in less than 12 months. When the market crashed in 2008, I experienced a downturn in the real estate market and lost millions of dollars. Like many, I was in denial. I refused to believe that it was going to destroy me. After all, I thought I was Superman. I had two offices, one in Connecticut and one in New York. And during the boom, we were making millions of dollars in sales. Also, like most real estate investors, I was over leveraged. So when the market crashed, my investments did also. But I didn't just start from zero. It was worse than that. I was millions of dollars in debt with most of my assets underwater. At the beginning, I thought I was able to push through by just keeping a positive mindset and telling myself that it would all work out. But 12 months later, I would find myself driving home getting ready to tell my wife that I couldn't afford to pay the mortgage in our house. I felt like a failure. I felt like it wasn't even real. How could I have been so blind? I asked myself, how could I have lost so much money? I remember watching as banks that had been in business for almost 100 years shut their doors and took down our hard-won, trusted business relationships with them. But I was still in denial and continued to act like nothing was affecting me. Looking back now, I can see why I thought it wasn't going to affect me. After all, everybody I talked to told me that real estate was one of the most solid investments you could make to create more long-term wealth than anything else. But this was the first time I had been through a down cycle and I got a crash course on adapting to the market. I saw many of my peers lose everything they had, including their marriages. Many fell into depression and never recovered. The hardest thing for me to do was tell the ones that I loved the most a truth that I've been spending a year denying. My money was gone at this point. I had to lay off 90% of the staff. I had to make the decision to either pay for our mortgage or my office space. I remember driving to the house while rehearsing different ways to say to my wife that I had failed. How could I look at my kids who depended on me to provide for them? How could I look at my wife after all the promises that I made her? I neglected my health and as a result, I was overweight. And my connection with God was superficial. It was all based out of guilt and fear. To make matters worse, my daughter had just turned one and my son was two. And it wasn't easy as just two people moving out of the house. Now I had a family to worry about. But I had a choice to make. Do I pay for my current home, my mortgage, or business payroll so I could have a chance to make more money? I remember it like it was yesterday. As I walked into the living room, the kids were happy to see me. And my wife looked as beautiful as ever, even though she spent the whole day taking care of the toddlers who require a lot of attention. I told my wife we needed to talk. She asked if everything was okay, and I said, no, I have something to tell you. We went upstairs to the master bedroom, and that's when I told her the truth. I've lost millions of dollars of our investments. I pretend that everything was okay, and I've been dealing with this burden on my own for nearly a year. It's finally coming to the point that we can't afford to pay for both the mortgage or the business, and I had to make a choice. I was ready for the worst. After all, I've been so busy building my real estate empire that I've neglected my relationship with my wife. And I hadn't spent any time with my children. I missed so many important baby milestones I had nothing to show for. I told myself that if I just work hard enough, if I just close enough deals, if I just made enough money, I would be happy. Every mentor told me that real estate was the most secure investment you could make. And until the crash, that sure seemed to be the case. I wasn't prepared for a blow this hard. I felt lost. I felt like I failed as a husband. I wouldn't blame her if she wanted to leave me. I always knew my wife had a strong character. I knew she wouldn't hold back. I was waiting for the worst. I was embracing myself for it to say, I knew it, 
My parents were right. You're a loser. You're a failure. I'm moving out and I'm taking the kids with me. She looked at me and asked, Raul, what do you say? I couldn't even look in her eyes because I didn't want to feel her disappointment. But when I worked up enough courage, I looked up to her and she asked again, what do you say? I said, I see a queen, a queen who deserves better than this. Then she grabbed me and looked right into my eyes and she said, I see a king and I will live under a bridge if I have to because I know it won't be forever. I know you're going to figure shit out. I felt the rush inside of me. Knowing that my wife still believed in me, the anxiety I felt turned into self-assurance. For the first time, I felt like I could be a king. Had lost everything, yet I knew that I was going to find a way to rebuild. She was a true queen because she saw in me not who I was at that moment, but who I could become. From that day forward, I made it my mission to find out how could I become a king. The first step was to rebuild my power to produce. I knew my power to produce was directly connected to the amount of value that I could bring to the marketplace. So I started researching what opportunities there were in the down market. I didn't have the money to attend live investment seminars, but there were books, audiobooks, and webinars. I spent hours and hours researching opportunities that were available. All around me is so chaos, both personally and professionally. Most of my peers were going already through depression, divorce, and sedation but I was determined to find a way. The real estate industry has seen its doomsday. I had clients calling me back asking if they could unload their investments, but they were all upside down. What that means is that the property was worth less than the amount of the loan. No one wanted them. The banks were in their own version of the same predicament. So the banks didn't want the properties back either. Then I heard a speaker say, in times of chaos, there's always opportunity. All we have to do is look deep enough. That's when I realized that if most people in this country, according to the headlines, were upside down in their real estate properties. Eventually, somebody was going to end up owning and managing those properties that people didn't want. I began to research what happened the last time the real estate market crashed, which was back in the 1980s. I started to see the similarities. Banks were taking notes and taking back properties. People were able to buy unwanted properties for cents of the dollars that were previously worth up to 300 times more at the peak. That's when I saw the opportunity. I was going to be that guy. The guy that would not just help the institutions manage the distressed assets, but also the people who were going through the same thing I was going through and wanted to get rid of their properties. If I wanted to get in with big banks, I had to learn the business and put together a team to deliver above and beyond what they were used to. My team consisted of the closest producers in my company. Most of them were family. We worked day and night to get up to speed in every bit of market research, every system, every technology that will help us compete with the bigger companies that have been doing the same thing for decades. This wasn't an easy industry to break into. The competition was cutthroat. I had limited resources. I would call call financial institutions, ask for managers, and set up meetings, but they already had their own networks that they were working with, and I was always put on a waiting list. But I didn't have time to wait. I remember calling one particular bank every single day for three months until somebody picked up. And when that manager finally answered, I asked if I could have a quick five-minute, 10-minute meeting to introduce myself. He said, if you could be here the next day, we will have the meeting. I didn't hesitate. By the end of the day, I was on a flight from New York to Dallas for a 10-minute meeting. That 10-minute meeting turned into a two-hour conversation. The bank manager saw the hunger, passion, and persistence in me, and he knew that I would work my ass off to make his bank money. That one meeting gave me a big break in the distress market. My company started to grow again. We had institutional lenders using our asset management side to assess and manage their own assets. The contracts were worth millions, and they just kept on growing as the economy got worse. I had to figure it out. I learned how to find the opportunity in times of chaos. 
my company was once again profitable. And even though I lost millions in the process, this niche opportunity will make me more than I had lost. My wife and kids were once again financially secure. This gave me a new sense of certainty. What I didn't know was that success would test me much more than failure. The purpose of the tunnel. Fast forward four years from the big break, I wasn't divorced, my business was thriving, and everyone around me looked up to me. Life had given me lemons, and I squeezed them until I made lemonade. I should have felt like I was a king, but there was something missing. I felt empty inside, and that's when I started feeling a sharp pain in my stomach. Naturally, I got worried. I went to every specialist I could find, and somehow every doctor insisted I was fine. They all said the pain was caused by stress. But what was I feeling the stress now? I didn't have this pain when I was going through my worst financial crisis ever. Why now? The pain got so bad that the only way I could stop it was by drinking shots of tequila every single night. During the day, I would operate without a problem. But at night, the pain became unbearable. I got to the point where I was finishing a whole bottle before going to sleep. I didn't know I was about to enter what I call the tunnel. This is what every man must go through to find deeper purpose. The culture has labeled this as a midlife crisis but I believe that this is the rite of passage for a man to go from being a warrior to being a king. What exactly is the tunnel? Back in the days when we were tribal men, if you wanted to be the leader of the tribe, you had to earn the right to be the leader by going into the wilderness and killing the wolf. Usually the elder would create a ceremony where they gave you a knife and if you came back with the wolf skin, you became the leader of the tribe. If you've seen the movie 300, in the first scene, young Leonidas became a king by entering the forest with a spear I'm facing a wolf. All the Spartans knew that if he were to become a king, he had to come out of the forest with the wolf skin. Otherwise, he wouldn't be worthy of being a leader. Nowadays, anyone could just put the owner or CEO on a business card and call himself an entrepreneur. Most men think that being a leader is easy. This is why most men get lost. Because in order for you to come out of the tunnel, you must be willing to pay the price. The reason that we get lost in the middle of the tunnel is because we settle and refuse to grow. We make the mistake to try to negotiate the price because we want things to be easy. In this book, you will learn the different stages we must go through as men and how the tunnel can be the greatest gift because not every man is going to make it through the tunnel. Just the ones who have been called to be kings. If you're reading this book, it's because you've been called to be a leader. 99% of men who looked at this book cover picked it up, saw the title, and decided not to read it. This message is not for every man. It's for the man who deep inside always knew they were born for something greater. If you're reading this far, I've captured your attention. Just know that there are no coincidences in life. At one point, I was just like you, looking and searching, but it wasn't until I find my purpose in life that every struggle, every challenge, and every situation in life made sense. My intention for you as you continue in this journey with me is to know that you've been guided. If this message resonates with you, it's because it's time for you to find your code to be a king, among millions of books, among millions of authors, and somehow, some way, these pages made their way into your life. And it's your responsibility as a man to commit to figuring out why.